You're listening to Practical Wellness with best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and mind-body wellness expert, Jaya Jaya Myra. Learn how to create good mental, emotional, and physical health simply and naturally with practical lifestyle tips for holistic well-being. Jaya Jaya Myra has inspired audiences worldwide and is here to empower you to live a healthy, purpose-filled life. And now, your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Hey everyone, Jaya Jaya Myra here. Welcome to another episode of Practical Wellness. Today, I am honored with a very special guest, Dr. Jan Bonhoeffer, who is a global expert in infectious disease and vaccine safety. His new book is called Dare to Care, How to Survive and Thrive in Today's Medical World. Jan, it is such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Myra. It's an honor. So one of those things that you might not know about me and my listeners might not actually know about me is that I started my career as a a research scientist. I was an immunologist. So I have a very strong uh, background in science and uh, immunology and genetics and all that fun stuff. So I think this will be a fun conversation today. And I would love to know about your new book and what motivated you to write this. Because as an author myself, we all know it takes a long time to write a meaningful book. So this must be something that you're super passionate about. Yeah, thank you, Myra. And I definitely think we need more than eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can we can like uh, totally have uh, multiple conversations on this topic. But yes, what was that primary driver for you? That's like, I got to write this book right now. Yeah, this has been this has been a labor of love. <laughs> so this has yes. been a moment in my life where I worked for 20 years as a vaccine safety specialist in global public health at the bedside, you know, as a scientist and immunologist, infectious disease person, you know, as a vaccinologist working with uh, the pandemic, the H1N1 influenza pandemic was the last one that I was busy in. Mm-hmm. And I know the feeling of exhaustion, and I know the feeling of uh, working too many hours at the bedside. And this has really motivated me to uh, turn inwards and to learn. And as that process, I realized I have a goddaughter, <laughs> and that goddaughter is actually a young physician. So I started to actually write down peak and stellar moments in my life as a, as a physician, as a doctor for children to write to her what are the messages that I have learned and that they don't tell you in medical school. Absolutely. You know, I think that's the way in just about every career, the things that you learn in school don't necessarily apply to the day-to-day of doing the job or the true grit of what is necessary to succeed at your job. Yeah, that is so true. And particularly these times that we're going through, there's so many of my colleagues that are really suffering. And so um, it is a really challenging time. And, you know, the good news, I think, about this is that the current pandemic is actually highlighting um, issues that were there before. And now it's becoming so painfully clear that we may actually have the opportunity to address it. So the topic of wellness and how to take care of ourselves is absolutely mission critical for both healthcare professionals and patients. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So as you know, of course, there's been a ton of controversy around the vaccine in general. And I think uh, as a vaccinologist, you have a very unique perspective on this. Um, Is there like a quick way that, (laughs) that you could summarize that, 
I don't even know how, how, how to put this in a non-biased way, but you know, the people that are like, oh, they're putting microchips in vaccines. Like, this is not good. People are tracking you. How do you even start to address that being in the industry and knowing that this is not happening? Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, I do know that that is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked for too long in this, in this field that there's, nobody has the time or technology to do that and nobody has the interest even <laughs> so yeah. um so but there is i think the fundamental thing here to realize is that this is a viral pandemic yes and it is also a pandemic of fear yes and it has also become a societal challenge for us to actually reflect on what does liberty mean? What does freedom mean in a different kind of way? And in this current pandemic, these three conversations, <laughs> these three opportunities for us to grow and actually become better human beings are intertwined so intricately that, that it makes it so difficult to really stay clear. What are we actually talking about? Are we talking about a vaccine against a disease? Yes. That's what we want to immunize against. Or are we talking about the question of here is a policy in place, here is a political requirement or mandate or action without a mandate <laughs> that um, I need to obey um, by and, and it, I may not disagree. And how do I deal with that? And the third I, yeah. question is, what is actually my freedom here? What is my liberty? So important now for adolescents who understandably are saying, I want to go get back to my peers. I want to get back to school. I want to be out there, reach out in my life and live and thrive. And I'm just stopped by this silly COVID certificate or passport or whatever it's called. And therefore I want to get it. Therefore I want the vaccine. And then suddenly we have this mix and mingling of, hang on, am I protecting against a disease, which is what a vaccine is designed to do, or am I actually looking for freedom? And I have a sense that freedom is delivered by a product that I can buy or that I can get provided from a government. Ooh, <laughs> so that's yes. a big challenge. So huge opportunity for our wellness <laughs> to actually differentiate these conversations. Absolutely. I think that only through struggles like this and through shining a light on everything that you just mentioned, can people really start to elevate their consciousness and their understanding and hopefully their compassion towards themselves and others. Because like you said, there, there's so many fronts here. And yes, from just the solely medical perspective, there's no doubt that the vaccine is going to help you stay healthy. But when you bring the policy and the enforcement and other stuff into the equation, that's when things get a little uncomfortable. That's so important. So one of the key topics for healthcare professional and patients is what is our personal sovereignty? Like where is the space for our personal sovereignty within the organization, within the healthcare system, within the society? So do we actually have that? And what does it take for us to not only look at this, you know, this mess out there, but actually, what are the ways that we could turn inside and be a scientist, not only for a virus and not only for a policy and for freedom and for philosophy, but actually being a scientist to ourselves and say, who am I really? What is it that I truly feel is an authentic choice? And how do I actually want to be in this? And how do I want to express in this life? What is the best version yeah. of myself? And, and how, do, how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up for myself? How do I want to be perceived by others? Uh, a, a major motivating 
factor for me, like was not my own health and wellness. Cause after healing myself naturally without medicine from fibromyalgia, and then pretty much just not getting sick after that at all, I'm not worried at all about getting sick, but I would never want to be the cause for someone else getting sick. So it's an act of compassion to mm -hmm. others, you know, like getting vaccinated to help protect against other people who uh, would truly benefit from that. Because yes, you know, maybe like you, you know all about viruses and stuff. And, and yes, I get that my listeners may not, but just because you don't get sick from a virus doesn't mean that you're not infected with it, that it's not in your body, that it couldn't go and affect other people, even if like you show no signs or symptoms whatsoever. That that's the thing about a virus. They go, they go dormant, or if your own immune system can combat the effects of it, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, quite right. So one of the ways, you know. To me, you mentioned compassion. And to me, love is the primary healing force. It's not, it's it not the result of speech and action. It is actually, it's the primary, it's like a generative field that we can tap into and we can kind of step out of the way to be that. And um, if we changed, if we turned the current conversation where we're fighting about jabs and masks to seeing what happens, what, how would it change our conversation if we are considering that love is not what I feel, you know, it's nothing to do with romance or anything like this. If we're saying yes. love is not what I feel, but love is how I am seen and received by another person, whether they feel loved and seen. And how yeah. would that change my actions? I think if we, if we had the conversation about vaccines and the virus in this way, it would probably change our conversation. I completely agree with that because wherever your starting point is, is going to dictate your endpoint. And if your starting point is you're taking away my liberties, that's a totally different conversation than am I being the most conscious, compassionate version of myself to making this world a better place. So COVID and the pandemic right now and all the policy and everything that everybody's struggling with trying their level best is a huge opportunity for us to practice wellness, to practice authenticity, to practice sovereignty yeah. and see what does that mean for us. And it's a great way to start to understand what your true drivers and motivations are in life. Like, is compassion more important to me than liberty or freedom? Or is policy that thing that I'm just going to hunker down and, you know, everything else be damned. And I really hope that people choose a place of consciousness and love and compassion. I think that that's what's going to elevate things and really drive the world forward and help us all to get through this. Because we are a collective society. We're individuals, but individuals make up a society and you do have to take care of the larger society if ultimately you wanna be cared for in the end. Thank you, Myra. And I think this is why your podcast is so important in these times. Yeah? This is why what you do is so important for, for every one of us right now. It is, I think, in, in listening to your episodes, it, you're really providing hope and you're providing inspiration and you're providing encouragement for each and every one to start where we are right now. So we don't even wait it. for something to happen outside of us. We can actually, each and everyone can start today here. And that's the whole point. I mean, that's what I feel that my life's mission is, is to provide yeah hope and motivation and inspiration because those are the things that drive you forward it's not intellectual knowledge or accolades or any of the other stuff it's really that that sense of hope and love that we feel inside of ourselves and that's what you need to fuel anything in life so 
This has been a wonderful conversation. I'm sure you and I are going to have many more wonderful conversations to come. For now, go check out Jan's new book, Dare to Care, How to Survive and Thrive in Today's Medical World. You will not be disappointed. You can learn more about Jan and his work at heartbasedmedicine.org. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been a true pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Myra. Great pleasure. Great honor. Thank you for your work. You've been listening to another episode of Practical Wellness. Make sure to share with your friends and family and have a great day.